Hi guys, this is Ash Dighton, head of Inspire Rowing, and uh, Zach Lillen, head of sport, Inspire Health, uh, back for another episode of Alleyway Chats, Inspire's podcast, this one called Want vs Need, um, and Zach's going to elaborate on that in a sec. So, Zach, can you just uh, start with some introductory comments about the very idea of Want vs Need and how it applies to in the course of our work? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um Probably the the toughest time uh, that new grads have when they first come out, and the toughest time that you know people probably zero to two years experience in the industry have is understanding that um, while there's typically a lot that a client needs from a mechanical point of view to improve the position they're in, one thing that no one ever tells you you have to consider first and foremost is the actual want of the client. So I guess the best way to explain that is the the client's goal will always be the client's goal. What happens with um, post-grad students so what happens with anyone who is, is too academically minded in our industry uh, they have a client present to them you know the client wants weight loss the client wants to improve their quality of life the client may just have a knee injury unfortunately all said practitioner wants to talk about is a knee injury and the client's left you know impressed by the amount of knowledge accrued by this person standing in front of them but still confused as to how they actually achieve their goal because all they've heard about is why gluten hamstring strength will help their knee problem there's never actually that connection through to what the client wants and unless you have a connection to what the client wants I mean mate, why would people want to pay you good money if they can't perceptually see that they're moving towards what they would like to achieve <coughs> sorry excuse me yeah absolutely it's um it's like and I think I guess we have a big focus of that with our media stuff as well is that we keep, keep looking to the story of the person um, or the story of what's happening and not the science because if you talk to someone about science, they immediately switch off. Uh, but you know, human stories are, are very engaging. Um, what do you find, to, what do you use to actually start trying to get these guys who've got all this knowledge to actually plug into? To learn how to, learn how to listen is probably the most important thing. I mean, too much of the time... You know, we spent, and I guess the, the, the prefixes with these guys, you know, we've spent four to six years of study depending on what degree you've done. You come in into the professional sphere and all of a sudden you're presented with a, a real life case example of what you've studied for the last four years. Your automatic reaction is to to want to show someone how, um, how impressive you are and how much knowledge you have. But what you forget is for people outside the industry, I mean, it's not, it's not overly impressive talking about what's wrong with them. People would rather focus on how do they improve their results, how do they improve you know, their current standing, how do you get them to where they want to get to. Um, I, it was put very simply to me at the start of my career, for every every person you want to talk to about lower back pain, just remember that lower back has a person attached to it. If you don't take any consideration the story, if you don't take any consideration who this person is, it doesn't really matter what you want to do, the lower back pain is always going to be there. Without understanding the person, there's no way you can breed consistency within a program. and. When you cut away all the bullshit that comes with programming, all the science, all the reps, all your sets, all your movement patterns, if someone's not consistent with what they're doing, regardless of how good that program is on paper, they're absolutely no chance of succeeding. So if we're talking about getting best practice results, and we're not going to work towards achieving consistency with clients, we're kind of just spinning our wheels a little bit, and it just doesn't lead anywhere for client or practitioner. Um, surely there's... a you know, you can create a pretty direct link between the two, though, if you, a client walks in, want and need aren't necessarily disparate. Like, someone walks in and they have a, uh, a need to, you know, the, they need to improve something. The want's going to be linked to that. Is it, you know, is, is the communication on the practitioner's behalf about making that link very clear between the two? Oh, well, or, 120%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most of the time when someone comes in for a physical assessment, what, whatever they need is the thing that's stopping them from getting what they want. However, on a perceptual communication level, if you can't create a good understanding of how 
giving them what they need gets them to what they want, they're not going to buy in. The biggest thing I hear all the time with allied health professionals and, you know, if with our younger guys is, oh, they were going great. They just never did their homework. It is fucking stupidity to sit there and think that someone would come into your session, pay anywhere from $50 to $100 for your session, to then go away and not follow their homework. It is absolute stupidity. I don't care what anyone says. If your client is not following your homework, they just don't understand why the fuck they need to do it to get to where they want to be. There is absolutely no way that someone would come and burn $100 a week and look to get no results in it. If people don't do their homework, you haven't done a good enough job communicating to them why this program is important in the scheme of their big goals, not in the scheme of this activates my glute or the scheme of this activates my core. How does this glute contraction right here lead me to weight loss in six months' time? That's what you need to answer the question of. If they understand that, they'll do homework. Mate, they'll do homework too much. The problem you'll have is having to actually peel them backwards. Yeah, and you spoke before about listening being the key. And so obviously listening is... You, know, you get an actually a really good understanding of what they want rather than just trying to sort of blurt signs out. Um, what else is there? I mean, I can't imagine. It's obviously it's not just listening. To get someone to the point where they're so invested in, or, or sorry, where they're so invested in you because you have got such a direct link to their goals, what kind of communication tips do you have? There is no other communication tip. If you don't listen, you have no idea what you're doing for the person in front of you. It's literally the only thing that matters. Don't walk into, cons- don't walk into situations with pre-fixed answers. Don't walk into situations with an idea of this is how I want the conversation to go. Walk into every single situation from a consultation point of view with the goal to ask really good questions because you got to remember, if this person sitting in front of you didn't want to achieve something, there's absolutely no way they'd be there. Like It doesn't matter whether it's a complimentary consultation, whether it's $160, it literally doesn't matter. For someone to get up in the morning, get, get changed, get into their car, drive down to the gym, get out of the gym, scan their car in, come down to a performance facility, park their car, walk two streets over because there's no parking to actually walk through the door to talk to you. There's so many goddamn uh, moments in that whole scenario that you can just sit there and go, I just don't feel like it and walk away from. So for someone to come all the way down to sit in front of you, they have a problem. They want to know if you're the solution. And the only way you can find if you're the solution based on their problem is if you're willing to ask good questions and you're willing to actually listen before you respond. As I said before, biggest fault people biggest mistake sorry that people make in this industry is they have prefixed ideas and they have ideas on how they want to drive conversation and unless you actually take the time to listen to the person in front of you whatever you have to say has no relevance to that person whatsoever so i imagine that then you mean it probably means you really need to actually take time out of your session which would make a lot of people quite nervous but take time out of your session just to sit them down and to talk and not even worry about you know exercise or programming or screening but to actually if you're sitting down with someone and meeting them you, you might spend the majority of the time just talking to actually get yeah. the best possible understanding. Mate, if you're not dedicating a third of your session in, you've got plenty of time for assessment, plenty of time for programming, everything comes into it. But if you're not sitting there dedicating at least 20 minutes of your session towards actually building rapport and constructing uh, a relationship with the person that's sitting in front of you, this is a client that's just not simply not going to see results long term. Because unless you know how to work with the personalities in front of you, you don't get long term results because people drop out. The gloss of training wears off after two weeks. You got to remember, whenever anyone starts something new, it's fun for two weeks. It's fun for maximum three weeks. By the time they get to week four, they're waking up. They feel like shit every day. They feel like crap. They don't want to go to the gym. They're sore. This is feelings they're not used to. Without your understanding of who this person is and how you can then um, link what they're doing towards their long-term picture on a daily, consistent basis, they're not going to see out their goal. And if they don't see out their goal, that's bad for your brand name. And that what period of time do you think you need to operate off, off before you actually start to see change as they see it? So before 
the need that you're working on actually starts to translate into the want that they're visualising. I, that's really hard, mate, to, to put an absolute time on it. To be quite honest, if you if you really know how to communicate really well with people, they should know from literally day one, the moment they walk into the gym, where this ends up long term. Now, while some people are a little bit more guarded than other people, it may take a few weeks to build that relationship. But if you're two, three weeks in a training session and the, the client that you're working with, from a rehab point of view, from a performance point of view, whatever, whatever client we're talking about here, if they're two weeks in, they're three weeks in, they don't know how this actually gets them to their goal, they're going to stop wanting to actually spend money on your service and I can't blame them. When was the last time you want to just sit there and waste money on something for no apparent reason? Because it's literally a waste of money if they have no idea how they get to their end goal. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough. Uh, no, that's really interesting. The um, And balancing, I guess it ties into what we talked about last week where you know we come pumped out of university with so much knowledge and so much theory and you're so excited to get out there and you know wield science at the world when the grim reality is that most people don't really give a rat's ass about the science um, and they just want to be better and that's where it comes into that working with general population that's you know, the vast majority of ex-science and ex-phys like, like you're talking about need to learn how to communicate and how to address the wants because that's going to be the bread and butter for them. Yeah, 100%. But it's not just the industry, man. Like, it's any industry. Like, I look at it from a mechanic's point of view. Like, if I go to, go to a mechanic and my car's, my car's busted, like, I'm, I'm not a car guy. I know nothing about cars. If I, if <laughs> I get to... Me. Yeah, mate, if I get to a mechanic, all I want to know is, does the thing fucking work or not? If it works, I'm happy. I don't care about the grainy details of how it works. I don't understand the grainy details of how to work. Give me the general picture as to how you're going to solve my problem. Solve my problem, and then I'll be, I'll be a client with you for life. Yeah. No, very good. Look, I'm uh, I'm out of questions for you, Zach. That sounds really good. Thanks for uh, your interview. This has been episode two of Alleyway Chats. Want versus need. When you want Ashley, but you need Zach. Pleasure as <laughs> always. Thanks, guys.